Now that I'm here, there's something uncanny and weird about everything. This house and the people in it. I feel like, well, like I'm a, like someone is always watching and spying and listening. Like a mysterious presence lurking somewhere. <laughs> Welcome back to Cow Punchers, where the beer is warm, the women cold, and the bullets fly thick. I'm your undertaker, Stu Kaufman. And I'm your spooky undead host, Amy McLeod. <laughs> and I'm a breezy old creaky house, and my name is Pat Jarrett. <laughs> and just in time for Halloween, we watched Haunted Gold from 1932. Directed by Mark uh, Mac V. Wright, starring John Wayne, Sheila Terry, and Duke, a horse. <laughs> I'm not even making this up. The horse got a credit. That's I a think the one. horse got like the the co-starring credit just under John Wayne, like in big bold letters. He did, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like like yeah. John Wayne and Duke and Duke and John Wayne and his magical horse Duke. <laughs> Amy, you want to give us the uh, the roundup on this here picture show? Sure. I mean, this was a tight 57 minutes of uh, spooky Western spectacular. Um, the story is, which I actually enjoyed the hook, the, the, the story hook, which was several people get a mysterious letter asking them to come to some spooky ghost town to prove that they have ownership of this or a piece of ownership in this gold mine. Um, but they don't know why they're being summoned there, because the mine apparently ran dry. Well, turns out there's a, a pretty lady who is anachronistically dressed, who is invited to come as well, who her... F- <laughs> we'll talk about her in a minute. Uh, yes, we will. But she was invited to come as well, because her father... And John Wayne's father had discovered the mine, I guess. So she didn't have a share in the mine anymore because her father went to jail. And I guess, you know, when you go to jail, they take away all your shares to the mine that you found. I mean, just take them right out of your pocket. It's run of the mill. That's, you know, you put that, you know, you go to jail, you got to give them like all your belongings. They'd put the Mm -hmm. mine shares in there. So she's like, I don't even know why I'm here. And there's like a spooky phantom that kidnapped somebody was like oh the phantom and i was like is this like clue meets scooby-doo like i am excited it was the cowboy in the conservatory with the six shooter <laughs> see i definitely got way more scooby-doo vibe jinkies than the clue yeah vibes. yeah yeah mm-hmm. it was definitely skewed more scooby-doo um but you know basically there's a creepy mansion which is manned by several creepy ghoulish servants uh, uh, uh yeah. correction coots coots yes <laughs> a new flavor of spooky coot he's the son of your father's old partner spooky Ooh. coots uh, <laughs> ghoulish even so basically uh come to find out so the girl 
Miss Carter, the girl, listen to me. Uh, Miss Carter, turns out her daddy's not dead. He's still alive. And he's trying to scare people away from the mine. Which doesn't make a lot of sense because he also asked them all to be there. But I think he's trying to get his mind share back from Mr. Ryan, who framed him for the crime that put him in jail. Uh, and let me tell you, he would have gotten away with it, too, if it weren't for those meddling kids. Exactly. And that horse. Yes, might have gotten away with it, too. It wasn't for these blasted kids. John Wayne and his magical horse, Duke. Yeah, because John Wayne was like, what, 16 in this movie? Oh, he was a baby. Approximately. Holy Lord. <laughs> so, I mean, uh, the movie kind of has lots of horse chases running around in mine shafts. And, of course, the end of the day, the, the good guys win. It kind of ends very abruptly, but uh, I think that's just part and parcel for a 1932 Western. Well, it's, I'm, I'm pretty certain they were borrowing that set, and they only had a budget of like $100. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> The only reason they were able to make it on that kind of budget and that kind of time is it was the Great Depression. Like, <laughs> hey, how'd you like to make five bucks this weekend? Right. Well, I don't know. It's 1932. What else are you going to do? You're right. Starve. Okay, I'm in. <laughs> All right, five dollars and three potatoes. Yeah, I was going to say it was even worse. It was like, hey, you want to shoot this Western? We'll give you three squares. <laughs> <laughs> you can keep the costumes. Cut. Yeah. Right? <laughs> no, no, Amy. You gotta bring your own costume. Uh, right, right. They can't afford costumes. Well, how else would you explain the anachronism? Right. Yeah. She was just like, I don't have anything close to what old what ladies wore in the old west. And they looked at her and they're like, That's fine. <laughs> that you know, that's fine. Like her You're costume dame, told- just 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 wear what you got on there, honey. <laughs> her costume just threw me up because like like there's a there's also a lot of running around <laughs> in this movie and I have expected like John Wayne to like rush out of the building and like into a car <laughs> yeah <laughs> like bypass the horse entirely and just be like oh I gotta go save the girl <laughs> <laughs> well also like all the running was just because they sped up the film oh yeah it was that very obvious like these people are just walking at a brisk pace and we just <laughs> crank it extra fast jerry <laughs> and uh this movie uh started off as like cheesy camp and then uh, there are moments of um racism let's just have not aged well i was wondering while i was watching this was racism this bad in the spaghettis i didn't think so i think more towards native americans in, in yeah. the 60s. This felt like one of those really bad magazine advertisements that you'd see in like the early magazines where it's like, whoa, this is how they sold whatever, like toothpaste. Like, whoa, this is terrible. So. It's a blackface character, essentially, you know, just, yeah, yeah. it's yeah. it's bad. And that's like, it did feel like minstrelsy and it felt really, really bad. I mean, this was, I think in all the movies we watched, this is the, the worst overt racism that we've seen in a character yeah in the character not directed at the character like there was a lot of racism directed at shanghai joe but he he went he overcame and he kicked people the fuck apart right i was discussing with pat before we started recording i'm pretty sure the only reason blue washington is the actor's name i'm pretty sure the only reason blue took this role is because it was the great depression and he's just like shit all the worst 
racism yeah, you expect mean, from like a 1930s movie. It's, it's just a horrible caricature. He's easily spooked. He's To be fair, those bandits were easily spooked as well. They were kind of dumb. There was a, a, right. a great point and scream very early in the film that I was delighted by <laughs> from one of the bandits. There was like a shadow across the wall and he was like, <laughs> and pointed. And then I think yeah, fell out was... of his chair. I was like, yes. <laughs> but hey, it's 1932 and that guy needed to buy, buy some food. Okay, I'm acknowledging it. It's terrible. This is a caricature. Mm-hmm. And now that's out of the way, I feel like we can talk about the movie on its own merits, which... They're kooky. This movie is yeah. very kooky. Yeah, it's uh, it's the first like five minutes is just like spooky. Yeah, it's like a 1930s cartoon come to life. Oh, I loved all the all the all the eye slots in that house. That's oh my like, gosh, yes, yes. <laughs> Seems like, like everything bugs. had a slot for eyes to look out and <laughs> and do the back and forth. But it also seemed like John Wayne and what's her dude. Uh, what's the woman's character's name? Janet Carter. Janet Carter. Yes, Janet. Yeah. Miss Janet Carter. It seemed like they were trying so hard to like uh, pretend like it was normal. Like John Wayne is like, oh no, certainly there aren't there aren't ghouls and ghosts here. But it's like, what? But <laughs> but like they're all like, oh she the the woman who came over and didn't speak to them but just stared them down. She's like. She's sphinx-like. She reminds me of a sphinx. And he's like, no. Oh, you mustn't let your nerves get the best of you like this. It's like, John Wayne. <laughs> well, I like, so, you know, John John Wayne, he enters the, the mansion and meets Miss Carter for the first time. And they kind of are like, oh, hey, our dad's found the mine. Isn't that, that's a dink. Uh And then they go sit down on the, the couch to, to talk. And the butler guy is just looming over them. <laughs> And what I loved was that they actually both, like, turned to look at him like, dude, what the fuck? What you, We're trying to have a yeah, conversation you, here. Can, can can you back it up? And then he, like, kind of, like, he did catch their drift right. and was like, oh, uh, all right, I'll go loom over here. <laughs> oh, oh, my bad. Let me take it three steps over here. You can't see me over here. Yeah. Oh. Glaring at the back of your head. <laughs> I expected him to be like, there's a curse on that mine. That would have been better. I, I wish they'd gone all the way with like, nobody comes back from that mine. No one's been near that worthless mine for years. I really oh, so what good. A, I mean, what a great setup and what great like old sunken faced men to really sell that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I said a lot uh, throughout the movie. One thing I said often was um, I had no idea Christopher Walken's career ex- extended such a long period of time. I got a fever. And the only prescription is more cowbell. <laughs> he did look like a gaunt Christopher Walken. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, he's been lost in the woods for a while. It, yeah, those guys. And the, so I lost count of the, like, sunken-faced ghoulish coots in that house. <laughs> I believe there were only two. Yes. And then suddenly there were three at the end. <laughs> right, and I really couldn't tell them apart. Yeah. One was slightly shorter, I think. Or I, he would hunch over. I don't know. I, I very much enjoyed the setup. It's like, we have a spooky mansion, mysterious notes, a haunted mine. And uh, it was pretty great. Yeah. Stu, what did you, you think of the setup, man? I, I like the setup too, and uh, it's. 
I, I want to take that and segue into, you know, they, they really set up the, the spookiness factor at the premise, but what I liked is just how dark it was to start off with. Oh, man, it was. And, and I, I thought to myself, man, this is about as dark as the 30s. The world's in the red. We're better off dead. Depression, they say, is in session to stay. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of the movie that was very hard to see. <laughs> like, I don't know yes. what's happening. They tried to film at night, and they did a bad job. <laughs> they did a bad job, and they should feel bad about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Cheer up, smile, nerds. I, I, I wrote that uh, the, the very beginning scene, which just seemed to be landscapes, like literally scene setters, uh, with nobody in them, I said, this is filmed like a doom metal band now. <laughs> like... Can, yeah. I would love to see that. Like, I would love to give like get like 1930s movie equipment and like find a metal band and be like, I got all this 1930s movie equipment. What do you guys want to do? I mean, I was inspired. <laughs> I'll tell you that. <laughs> I can go back to my Doom band and say like, Hey, we'll do. We should do a video like this. Yeah, like th- that graveyard. It was. It was so like Halloween spooky house. Like it had yeah. every different kind of great headstone and like at wrong heights like it very cartoony and i loved it i was like i want the whole movie to look like uh you know an eighth grade haunted house setup <laughs> well and, and i really yeah. i really liked the the mine was that the mine building itself like the uh that really exaggerated tall building in the valley yeah i think yeah. so yeah and, and they showed a shot of that with the sound of just like wind sweeping across the open plain and to me i was like oh man like this is doomy as hell it's so good <laughs> so good it reminded me of like a it reminded me of like a, a like a more overt twin peaks <laughs> you know I, I- at any moment, I expected Cab Calloway to appear behind one of those uh, those gravestones and do like a spooky jazz tune. <laughs> Start whipping out Minnie the Moocher. Exactly, oh. the St. James Infirmary Blues or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Something spooky and with spats on. Oh, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but oh no, and then all of a sudden he's a skeleton. Ooh, and it's the West, so he's got a cowboy hat on. So, <laughs> oh man. I don't think I can see Cab Calloway in a cowboy hat. I can, and it's amazing. Well, I'll tell you exactly what kind of cowboy hat I put in Cab Calloway. An oversized 10-gallon hat. There's no other choice. Yeah, and he's still, wearing the, he's still wearing the white tux with the, with, with, the, uh, with the tails. Huge cowboy hat. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> see, I was picturing him in the black tux with the white spats and the white gloves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But he's a spooky ghost, so he's got to be an all-white. Oh, oh there all, right, all right, all right. <laughs> I'm down. I'll drink to that. So, so one point I didn't cover in the in the plot summary is that so we've got Mr. Ryan who like cheated uh, Janet's dad out of the 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 mine, and all we know about him is he's a real dangerous character. Uh, oh, and he you see him like peeping around corners. <laughs> for a while like <laughs> peeping peeping and uh eventually uh, john wayne catches him because he can see his shadow because he forgot about the sun shut up about the sun shut up about the sun um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
so he starts talking to um, uh, his buddy, and he's like, yeah, go back to the ranch and get $1,000 and bring it back here. Clarence, I want you to ride over to the ranch and tell Bob to give you $1,000. <laughs> Everyone's like, what does he need $1,000 for? Don't know what he'd want with $1,000 in this town. Why would a man want $1,000? What does he want with $1,000? What's he going to do with that $1,000? What do you suppose he wants all that money, Bob? I don't understand that, boy. A thousand dollars would literally buy two of those towns. Yes. <laughs> and what I also liked is, like, people would say that, and then they all followed up with the same thing, like, you couldn't buy anything in this town for a nickel. You can't spend a nickel in this here town. Yeah! Like, <laughs> There's nothing worth a nickel around here. Which, that's the price of everything in the 30s, was a nickel. A nickel. <laughs> Half a nickel. Oh, man, you could really... Buy a lot of real estate on uh, Wall Street with that kind of money. I'll hold nickel. Oh, look here, partner. What I do with my $1,000 is my business. And, and what was the... Uh, you know, that's kind of where I got lost in this movie. Maybe I was just getting too caught up in the the characters or the, the, the yeah. scenes. What, what, the, the plot, the deal with the $1,000 is just to, as, to act as a lure, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he sees them listening in and he's like, okay, I'll tell Clarence to go bring $1,000. And even told him which road to take back home as a way to, like, I guess, trap them into robbing Clarence. Which I'm like, you couldn't have, like, written him a note and been like, hey, buddy, they're going to rob you. Just give them the money. Uh, but no, he leaves Clarence in the dark. And... Uh, what I thought was funny, so Clarence gets the money, he comes back, you see John Wayne in the trees, like, watching it unfold, and I thought he was gonna, like, confront them then, while they're in the act of robbing his friend Clarence, but no, they let him rob him, and he lets him ride off, and then somehow he gets back to the hideout before they do? Well, you see... Uh, he destroyed his testicles jumping onto Duke from the yes. tree. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Like, how do you do that without crushing your 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 penis and balls? Oh well, so th- that's what happened. Is his his testicles were shot so far up into his own body as a mush at this point that uh, that he had to go quick just to put some ice on him, and so he 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 had to create his own urgency to get back to the lair. Ah, <laughs> see, that's just that's just smart thinking there. That's like method acting. (laughs) (laughs) Method horse riding. Uh, Method nut destruction. Method horse. (laughs) Man, the horse acting this movie. Am I right, guys? That was one talented horse. It's it's Duke. What are you going to say? Duke is freaking awesome. The Duke riding Duke. I think IMDb actually had a link for... Yeah, they do have a link for Duke the Horse. Hold up. How many movies was Duke in? He was in six. Yay, Duke. Oh, my God. What a talented horse. And then I guess they had to put him down or something. Aw, maybe he retired to the Hollywood stud farm. Uh, I mean, talented horses. He he, he went on to bind so many scripts. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Uh, not the glue factory oh no <laughs> oh no i just realized that I, the, the the horse lovers of america are gonna start coming after me for this it's all right last time i checked we're not gonna run out of horses so it's fine also this this horse has undoubtedly been dead for at least 70 years <laughs> oh, yeah i don't oh, know how man. long horses live but i'm i'm pretty sure that horse is dead 
Well, and, and and also like the amount of stunts that the horses did in this at breakneck speed. Granted, oh yeah, the film was sped up. I know, but man, they fell really fast in the sped up film. You know, like dang, I was impressed. There was yeah. a lot of horses falling down. Yeah, I was like, mm, I don't know if they had like animal safety laws back in the thirties. <laughs> Uh, survey says no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. They were throwing That's these horses around. <laughs> it's, 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 uh, this is before the National Labor Relations Board, so yeah. Oh. <laughs> they, didn't, they, they didn't have fair protection of workers back then, not nope, plus nope. horses. Hi, I'm Sarah McLaughlin. Please say you'll be the answer for an innocent animal who's suffering right now. Exactly, much less the horse. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, the horse handlers are just a bunch of eight-year-old kids that wanted porridge. Right, oh. right. They're just like, hold on to this horse and we'll give you some beans. Please, sir, can I have some more beans? No, Amy, that's Get wrong. Get back to this work, is, kid! This, Amy, this is, the third, this is the 30s. The kid is going to be like, oh, gee, mister, that's swell. Oh, that's swell, <laughs> mister. Can I have a nickel? Oh, a whole can of beans for me and my eight siblings. You know, I'm the sole provider now that Dad got the black lung. Right. He died in that mine collapse. That's how I got the job. Right. I should be foreman in a couple weeks. This is just my weekend job. This is the cowpunchers urging anyone who's living in 1932 to cast about for FDR. I can stand behind that very strongly. Or in this year, vote for the dusty bones of FDR in the oh. form of Joe Biden. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Also, oh, I, I have in my notes here, uh, no you shove on. <laughs> <laughs> they, they did a lot of shoving, didn't they? <laughs> and I believe they told Clarence to shove on. Oh, several times. Every time that guy had a gun at someone's back, he'd push him forward like, shove on. Cut out the cabin and shove on. Go on. Yeah. Shove on? Whoever said shove on? Is that where you get shove off? I guess. I that guy was that clearly means... like... I See, I, this is my thought. I feel like when they did this movie, they were like, this is going to be like a 1930s gangster film where they're trying to find gold. But <laughs> then they got John Wayne and they were like, shit. We got, <laughs> we got John Wayne. We have to make it a western. Because I feel like uh, Ryan was clearly, he, he sounded like a gangster character to me. Like, every time I felt like he was suppressing a, a look here, see? No. Well, what are you going to do about it? Show me oh, where the gold yeah. is, see? Trying to bluff me, eh? Listen, dollface, where's the dough? Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Lead us to the gold Stoop. and the girl gets it. <laughs> yeah and that brings up an interesting point there is an unusual lack of like the kind of speech patterns you expect from a western this is very much be like just talk however directing in this film is just like eh, just read the lines i guess <laughs> yeah, yeah. people aren't going to be look, caring about how you speak we got all the horses and ghosts and stuff exactly yeah. also it's the 30s just be entertaining people will do anything to forget about how awful their lives are right now oh man you're absolutely right yeah yeah it's a product of its time i have an important note uh 
going back to uh, Janet Carter's seemingly anachronistic uh, costume. Yes. I think we might have a uh, Liberty Valance uh, situation here. In that movie, Jimmy Stewart falls through a portal and emerges in the Old West. I think I think Janet Carter is just a lady from the 30s who fell into a Western movie. She's just like, you know, she's just like, finally got a job. She's like, oh, man, like, I'm one of the lucky ones. Going to go to my job downtown, stenographer. And then fun- suddenly she, like, falls into an open manhole cover and she's in the Old West. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, you've got a good point there, Stu, because there was plenty of falling through floorboards into mine shafts. Mm-hmm. These are not well-constructed edifices. <laughs> so if we have anybody listening from Los Angeles, could you please tell us where this portal to the Old West is? We'd really like to investigate. Field trip. <laughs> you know, so I'm, I'm looking through my notes on this one, and, uh, you know, it, it got, it was coherent to a point. And then it felt like they just kind of were, like, trying to wrap up filming. Because yeah. It, yeah. there was a lot of, like, I th- feel like when they got to that, what I call uh, the, the cave where they filmed the uh, the Ark of the Covenant scene in Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yes. Yeah. Or, no, no, The Last Crusade with the old guy, and he's like, choose wisely. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Yeah. I feel like that's that they filmed a lot of those, like, when I got to that scene in this movie, it was like, well, just... Just tie everybody up and send people down shafts and we'll figure it out. Oh my gosh, they kept tying people up and untying them. I'm like... It was getting kind of kinky. I, right, I was like, what, <laughs> what is this movie? Like, did this? I feel like maybe it started off as a blue film and had several Ooh. rewrites. Oh man, they're tying up John Wayne again. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> That's not going to pass the, what is it, the Hayes Code or whatever. Amy... I got news for you. Hayes Code didn't exist in 1932. Oh, shit. Oh. <laughs> in before oh. the Hayes why Code. Do you th- why do you think they had an attractive woman in slacks? I was wondering. I was like, ooh, she's wearing pants. Mm-hmm. Oh, that is fascinating. I did not and she was easy, and, she, and she was very easy on the eyes. She's cute. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I didn't realize that wearing pants was uh, against the code. I mean, I don't know at the top of my head, but those are pretty tight pants. That's the truth. Could, could give young men impure thoughts. Mm-hmm. Or well, tight and pants. Also, also, the men were wearing pretty tight pants, too. There was yeah. John Wayne walking through a door, and I was like, look, that's... I'm not saying. I'm just saying that's a butt. Yeah, you, you can see it all. <laughs> it was right there. I can see the year on the wheat penny in his mm-hmm. back pocket. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. And into the depths of the Great Depression, isn't that what you want in entertainment? Just like, just... Butts. Yeah, yeah. Butts. You know, pretty girls would be like, oh, so somebody's getting shot. Great. People falling <laughs> through floorboards. like. Yeah, I want to... <laughs> who is this movie directed towards? People who love watching other people throw, fall through floors and tight pants. I, well, and it was so yeah. darkly lit that part of me was like, is this just an hour-long film for people to just get out of the cold... Maybe take a little nap. Not have to worry too much about what's happening. I mean, I will say, this movie was less than an hour. It was 57 minutes. But I was actually starting to get a little bored. I was like... Oh, yeah. This, yeah. How does this movie feel like it's long? <laughs> like, I've watched two-hour films that felt shorter than this. I feel, right. I feel like... 
I think Pat brings up a good point, though. I think they just lost the thread at a certain point. They're like, uh, uh, fuck, fuck, just run, uh, run through the cave. Uh, uh, you black guy. You know, I have a name, right? I have a name. <laughs> he even says his full name at one point, and I was like, I think that was the actor being like, "Fuck all y'all." My character has a full ass name. <laughs> that you had that whole epic fight scene on the back of the 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 carriage. The um, the you know the uh, yeah, it's, not a, it's like a wagon. Yeah, wagon. yeah. We're stealing the gold. Well, yeah, but but I feel like that was manufactured because really nobody said anything about the gold. It was just like. All right, so we got this wagon. Get on the back of the wagon. We'll film you at a high-speed chase having a fist fight in the wagon. We'll figure out how you get there some other way. Well, here's the thing. So the whole plot hinges on whether or not there's gold in this mine. Because apparently it went dead a long time ago. So that's why everyone's... 30 years. Right. Oh, spooky. So everyone's surprised. Like, (laughs) why are we coming back here? Oh, there must be gold there. And it turns out, you know, Janet's dad wants her to get her part of the mine so that she can get some gold. It's fine. I don't know why he invited everyone back when the gold is easily just removed from the mine. Couldn't he just take it and give it to his daughter? Like, none of this had to happen. Right. Well, Amy, it's 1932. You can't trust a bank. That's true. That's true. Oh, that is true. Oh, Stu, I think you hit a salient point there. Mm-hmm. Is this is this an anti-banking movie? I think it might be. Exactly. Vote for President Roosevelt this November. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta get that FDIC. <laughs> oh, so, man. Yeah. But, I mean, even so, like, nobody cared about this mine. Why not just, like, either leave the gold where it is, take out what you need as you need it, or take it out and freaking put it under your floorboards. Right. Literally, the mine was under the floorboards. Yeah. It, it, <laughs> just like, just call your daughter back and be like, hello, dearest daughter. I'm sorry that I was in jail for so long. Uh, I mean, I guess it was for a crime he didn't commit. But, you know, why, why dress up like a ghoul? And Scooby-Doo, people away, to, away from the mine that you invited to the mine in the first place. <laughs> I'm very confused. I, yeah. yeah, there's not a lot of sense there, but hey, at least at least John Wayne and Duke were there to to fight off the... to, to collapse old barns on baddies. <laughs> yeah. Because, because reasons. Well, yeah, and then it's like... Like the butler ghoul guy was like, yeah, that Ryan... He's a real nasty character, and he stole the, your half of the mine from your father. So then she's like, oh, okay. Uh, I'm going to pretend to lose control of my horse so he can rescue me. Oh, and of course, John Wayne rescues her, and she's all like, you ruined everything. And I was like, what was your play? That guy was totally going to murder you. So, like, I don't really understand. <laughs> yeah. There were a lot of questionable choices in yeah. this entire movie from every character. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I, I, like... Perhaps the actors were help. Maybe the actors were helping to write the movie, think- and like maybe the director <laughs> stepped in at like the last minute. It was like, guys, we just need to end it. Just whatever plot point you're on, just just wrap it up. Yeah. Right, we don't even have a budget for our equipment. We borrowed it from the studio, and we're hoping we can get this movie done before they notice. They had some extra <laughs> film left from the last movie, and we're gonna try and make this work. Yeah, I, I kind of feel like. This movie was put together, like, they had the cool idea. Like, probably someone had a, a, a story based on the, the hook of, like, oh, you know, 
Clue, Scooby-Doo-esque, everybody come to the mine. But then it was like, well, I want the following things to happen. I want a car, I want a car chase. I want a horse chase. I want a damsel in distress, you know, screaming, help me, help me on a horse. I want minecart madness. And oh, a, yeah, we had that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And a fight on a stagecoach. Oh, and, and I want to, can we get a, can we get a poker game in a spooky house? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. For no reason. Oh, yeah. Like, and we'll just, keep you reusing that set. Oh, yeah. I don't know Also why. because reasons. Because reasons. <laughs> and we're, oh, man, we got a deal on cobwebs like you wouldn't believe. Who Holy smokes. believe the deal we got on cobwebs. Listen, listen. <laughs> the deal on cobwebs is unbelievable. They were just giving them away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I could not take them. This is net right. profit. Exactly. <laughs> like, maybe it wasn't even supposed to be a scary movie, but they're like, we got the cobwebs. Just put a ghost in there. Come on. <laughs> I think you're right. Yeah. I think you're absolutely right. Yeah. It's like, oh, we don't have it's... enough film to do this story right, so we're just going to fuck it up. Maybe that's maybe that's why it was so dark. They just arrived on set really late. Like, oh, shit. Well, let's, let's start. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like this movie was, you did your best, guys. That's yeah. Fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, uh, speaking of that that last set, uh, let's uh, let's talk about the saloon search. Because <laughs> that was it. It was um, it was your your granddad's attic. It was just full of cobwebs, and uh, you know they're they're playing poker in there. You know that looks like it might be a fun place to do like a Halloween party or like a, like a prohibition themed party, perhaps. Like, yeah. uh, I'll go out. I, I didn't mm-hmm. see many saloons, but I would have a, I'd have a fine beverage in that parlor by getting stared at th- by coots through eye slot. Yes. Oh yeah. Oh, that parlor. That's where you play like. That's where you play like one of those murder mystery games. You go <laughs> yes. dressed up like it's like some like Victorian like Agatha Christie book, and you know like one of you is the murderer. And like you know, you you're like you know three or four drinks in, you're the murderer, and you got to keep a straight face the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've I've been that drunk at murder parties before. It has not gone well. <laughs> That's funny. So yeah, not much of a saloon. Um, no, good atmosphere, but yeah, not great service <laughs> unless you count the Phantom. <laughs> Oh, Ooh, see, uh, no, the service, I would actually, I'd come back for that service. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they don't bug you. Like, in some places, they come yeah. up to you every five seconds. Like, do you need anything? You good? And you got, like, a hunk of food in your mouth, and you're like, just let me eat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they want to be your friend. But no, right. nah, nah, these guys are just glaring at you and mm. slowly backing away. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I like. Because, because you're a spooky ghost. <laughs> I had a, I just had another thought about the the saloon here. Um, you know what'd be cool? That's a cool place. It's an abandoned saloon, so that's where you and your friends hang out until someone finds out that you're hanging out in an abandoned building, and they, you know, they send the cops to be like to tell you to stop doing that. Right, it's not safe. <laughs> you kids are gonna get hurt, and then we're gonna have to come back out here and drag your ass to the hospital. <laughs> nah. Nah. Listen, listen, I'm out with my 30-pack of beer and my four or five friends, and 
We're making a night of it. Now back off. <laughs> Thirty pack of beer. Let me let me let me one up you on this one. Thirty pack of beer. Taco Bell party pack. Oh yeah. shit. And whatever pills you find in that desk. Oh God! <laughs> don't do that. From I, the thirties. <laughs> let's see what, what I, pills. Look, I think this one is from the eighties, but I did eat the pill. Oh no. <laughs> no idea. I, I we googled the pill. PSA: Don't eat strange pills unless you Google them and you have a pretty good idea of what it is. Especially not in a, abandoned saloons from the 30s. That's yeah. it. Or insane asylums or whatever. It's probably going to Yeah, be, that too. That's going to be some kind of a poison. Some laudanum. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's going to be something that you don't want to put in your mouth. Just yeah. don't be like Pat. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what? I can't I, I would I would party in a in an abandoned an abandoned house of a 30 pack and a party pack. Hell yeah. Sounds awesome. Hell yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So th- there's there you have it, kids. <laughs> Break into an abandoned saloon for the 30s with a 30-pack of beer and a party pack from Taco Bell. You're going to have a great time, but really don't do that. That sounds really dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> but also, woo, spring break. Woo. Woo, sp- spring break 82. Woo. Woo. Uh, <laughs> we got off track. Uh, what? So that, that was our, that, seem like us. <laughs> right? We're, we, you know, we always stay directly on the path. We never deviate. <laughs> no, never. That's what people come to cowpunchers for. <laughs> Can I just say the coots are strong with this movie? This extraordinary creature is half blind, half deaf. It's that old coot. Yeah, do we mm. let's let's talk about some of these coots. This yeah, let's is do uh, watch. not your not your typical Western coots like the old prospector, like yeep, yep, yep. No, these are your looming peering through holes in the walls coots <laughs> spooky oh i love a good spooky coot. what what was your oh favorite uh pat what was your favorite hole in the wall for eyes to peer through oh i think <laughs> i think i'm gonna have to go with the grandfather clock only because the pendulum was still swinging yes and it was quite ominous for the eyes beyond beyond it and then you saw the eye slot cover up quickly and it's like ah yes Yes, that's the one. I like the clock coot. You like clock coot. I also liked how wide his eyes were. It's like oh. so wide. Saucers. He, he he had eyes like from like those Kit Kat clocks. Yes. <laughs> like they just go back and forth. Yes. That's it. That probably is why I liked clock coot the best because it reminded me of that cat clock. Yes. I liked the coot who was peering through at the poker game like who is like pushing the picture back, which to me I thought would be the most obvious if anyone in the room looked. <laughs> like, <laughs> not only is a huge painting like 90 degrees <laughs> yeah. up, but there's a hole with two giant eyes peering through it. <laughs> not subtle at all. So that was my favorite, was the, uh, the saloon painting coot. Oh, man. Uh, this, uh, and, what do you feel uh, like, Stu? Oh, I'll tell you who my favorite coot was, and that was Looming Coot or Christopher Walken. <laughs> I, I liked him a lot, Spe- especially like when people gave him the stink eye. And as we discussed earlier, he's like, "All right, fine, I'll loom over here then." <laughs> I have a question he never for gave you guys. Up. Yeah. yeah. So we had multiple coots in this film. What is a group of coots called? Herd. Uh... Oh, family of coots, a pod of coots. Pod. I mean, I think I think it depends on the nature of your coot at this point, you know, because we as we've talked about briefly, there are different kinds of coots. There are looming coots. There are nutty coots. 
there are one-eyed kooks, there are minor kooks. Mm-hmm. Uh, but these guys were were looming kooks. They were creepy. They didn't say much. They didn't they didn't laugh at all. Mm-mm. And that's that's a telltale sign of a good coot. The ha ha, right? You know, the goofy laugh. A, a creep of coots. Uh, see, I like that, but I was thinking a glower. <laughs> Ooh, a glower oh. Or a murder of coots. <laughs> oh! Oh! oh. Uh, like, well, like the crows. <laughs> we can let our listener pick which one they like best yeah. for the, the loom. Yes, oh, listener. Uh, uh, if you can think of a good name for a, uh, a gathering of coots, please let us know at cowpunchersshow at gmail.com. Or isn't there a Twitter? Do we have a Twitter? There is a Twitter. Yeah, what's a Twitter? We have a Twitter as well. It's at cowpunchers. At cowpunchers show. My bad. It's not just at cowpunchers. Somebody else already had that. Ah, so we're at at cowpunchers show on Twitter. Yes. So you can add us with, uh, that's the at symbol, not add, but at. At, at <laughs> us. In so case at, you at are completely girl. unfamiliar with how. Well, I, you know, I'm hoping that we can get some listeners who want to, uh, Tell us what they think a group of coots is called. I, I'm open to suggestions. Absolutely. This is a, this is uh, this, and this is for scientific research yeah, too. Yeah, it's important. Uh, the the an- analysis of a uh, coot nomenclature. Yeah, you know, so. humanity's research in language. Yeah, in in our mm-hmm. in our uh, mission to watch every western and and determine distill it down to its <laughs> its its truest form, we also want to study and document the uh, the great American coot. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's yeah. a it's a it's a vanishing breed. Yeah. No, it's not. Who am I kidding? There will <laughs> always be coots, but it's still important. Amy, who brought the face? He happens to be a sweet-looking dude. <laughs> well, normally I'd like to give it to John Wayne. He has very good face. He's very mm-hmm. young, baby face. Clearly, f- oh, yeah. fifteen years old, John Wayne. Yeah, I'm not. Sh- I'm not sure John Wayne knows how to shave in this movie. No, very clean. Ah. Very clean-faced. <laughs> Honestly, I want to give it to the, the eyes staring out from all the holes. <laughs> that was the best face I saw. I'm not sure which coot that was, if that was the tall looming coot or the shorter looming coot. Okay, now I have a question here. I'm on IMDb. Quote, that's a quote. And I, sure. I, <laughs> I'm very confused because it says that they used some archived footage of Tarzan. When? What? What? I think, oh, I think I know which scene it was, because they showed a, a coyote howling. Oh. It was definitively not their footage. Oh, did they, they borrowed that from Tarzan. But if Tarzan's in the yeah. jungle, or I don't know that there's, whatever, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Speaking of uh, IMDB, just two things that caught my eye right now is plot keywords, you know, like the search keywords here. Father-daughter relationship, mm-hmm. ghost town. Mm-hmm. Secret passage, nah. d- damsel in distress, mm-hmm. and <laughs> actual cowboy in tight pants. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Tight pants plot point. <laughs> Who the hell uh, is making those? <laughs> I'll tell you what, the American people. <laughs> exactly. Okay. They know what they I'll, want. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you this, uh, my coot is got to be Janet's dad, the, uh, the the mine owner who was down in the grottos, the Ark of the Covenant room, uh, mm-hmm. mainly because every time they asked him a question, they'd zoom in on him, 
and he would slowly turn his head silently for several seconds, just throwing off the whole pace of every conversation he was in. And I can appreciate that as a as a coot uh, appreciator, you know. Oh yeah. <laughs> now, more importantly, uh, who would you pick for the face? Oh, oh, the face. Oh man. Oh jeez, I, I I'd have to give it to the. Uh, the screaming goon in the poker game. Oh, good choice, my friend. Good choice. God, I hope because he's... He should have been credited as that. He re, I mean, I believe his eyes did cross when he screamed. It was beautiful. So cartoony. I loved it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was slapstick as all hail. Oh, yeah. Mm. That was beautiful. Stu, who brought the face? Oh, I'll tell you who brought the face. It's uh, Harry Woods, who's the villain, Joe Ryan. He just had that perfect, like, 1930s, like, pencil-thin mustache. And I was just like, this guy carries himself with zero of the weight of an Old West villain. This guy had to be in, like, crime films. This guy had to be in film noir. And I started going through his filmography waiting for you guys and a lot of it's westerns i'm like who kept casting this guy in westerns i expect him to be like listen here see mac trail him and see what he's up to (laughs) i am a big shot in this town (laughs) (laughs) i'm the boss around here see (laughs) listen uh let's go see let's go see if we can find some dames (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you know, he had a good cowboy squint, though, at one point. He had a good little, like, He did, but he looked, like, he looked like a guy from the 1930s going to, like, a Halloween party dressed as a cowboy. Uh, I'll give you that. Yeah. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I definitely wanted him to, like, start talking about the Maltese Falcon. Exactly. And there you was know? a statuette that looked like it, too, on the piano. It's just like, uh, this is what I've been looking at. Don't tell Sam Spade I was here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah Shoot. truly good, good good pickup on that one Stu. Mm-hmm. so what uh, about uh what about our postcard moments oh di- i've got one you, let me start us off uh, go, go for it so Stu, when mm-hmm. i visit this ghost town and buy a, a postcard for a nickel or actually four cents because you can't buy anything for a nickel. There's not, yeah, there's nothing worth buying for a nickel. Anything, so nothing worth a nickel. I'm buying a four cent postcard, and it's gonna be of that cartoony as hell graveyard at night. <laughs> and I'm gonna say, dear brother, spooks to you. Love your what? dearest sister. <laughs> Well, Amy, you'll have to fight me for it because I'm going to try and get the cheaper one. I'm going to get the three-cent version of that postcard because I was thinking the exact same thing. And I'll be like, here's a spooky, creepy graveyard I saw. Happy Halloween. With a, like, but with, like, a question mark in, like, parenthesis after it. I think this is, this is our, our show's first where we've had... Both of us, you know, two of the same postcard moments. What was your postcard moment, Pat? I was about to say, can we go? Can we go for the hat trick? <laughs> uh, we, we can't because I, I though I appreciated oh. the rickety graveyard and the rickety house. Something that we haven't talked about yet is is the wonderful scene of Duke descending a very steep hill, uh, like kind of like doing a pretty impressive climb down a hill, and to me. It's either that or, or the moment just before where Duke punches a guy off a cliff. <laughs> yes. Oh, you know, that which, was great. 
that brings up a great point, Pat, and it made me think of like you know the fundamentals of literature. You know, like the different plot types. You know, man versus man, man versus self, man versus nature. Yeah. And of course, man versus horse. Man versus horse. The, the classic man versus horse art story archetype. Yeah, we where spent the a... horse prevails by by hoofing the guy right in the face, and he, you know, I think, I think Wilhelm it... screams off a cliff. Every, every high schooler. Oh yeah, those are great. Messed ah! all that in, in high school, you know. It's a high school. Literature. I wrote a five paragraph theme on this. Yeah. yeah. Man versus horse. Man versus then horse. there's a Wilhelm scream. <laughs> the end. And yeah. That's all you got to see minus. Well, I like you just waving a like a piece of wood at this horse. Like, God, go on, get. I'm like, <laughs> he's losing oh, yeah. against a horse. It's a, it's a thousand pound animal. Well, yeah, but just like, move left, buddy. Just move to the left. Yeah. Uh, that that was well, that that whole scene was my postcard moment, though. Like the 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 thrill ride, the fist fight in the in the mine zipline, the. Uh, the horse punching the guy off a cliff, the, the hardcore parkour uh, from mm. the mine, mine cart zip line down to the mine building itself where John Wayne seemingly jumps like like 10 meters. Oh, yeah. I don't know like, how he didn't uh, hurt himself. No, and the thing is, at this time, I believe the Foley artists left the film because there's so <laughs> many scenes where there is peak action and no sound. Yeah. There or they had like one sound. It was just either. like it was just like one like, yeah, just like. <laughs> yeah, <there's laughs> that's clearly it. Oh, like, are you a foley artist? <laughs> there's like eight to eighteen people punching each other, and it's like. Well, the the steak they were punching, they only had the one. And they had to feed the crew with that. <laughs> that's right. They could only make it so thin. Right. Uh, but I, 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 what I wrote down in my notes at that point is, well, I had to play my own tense banjo music during these scenes. <laughs> That was one thing I noticed. I was like, there's hardly any music. There's like yeah, no background right. music. And there are some instances where I'm like, that really would have added something. It was a little oh, odd. Yeah. Oh, I know. I, I had a little, I have a little uh, cigar boss guitar sitting by my chair and mm. I picked it up and I, I played a little tense music. I'm like, oh, this is a lot better. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Man, I wish you could have recorded that. If we could like, I know. we know, could give it to people add that. and say, hey, play this at the same time. Get a little more it enjoyment. Up, like Dark Side of the Moon, except shittier. Mm-hmm. <laughs> on all fronts yeah it was a weird film y'all well uh what's our uh, final uh judgment on this uh this relic i'll give it a boo out of five <laughs> or six sorry yeah <laughs> y- you know i'm with you it's 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 a one it might have crept into like three territory if not for racism yeah, if they'd have eased yeah, back yeah, but, on Clarence, it would have been a lot better. Yeah, yeah, yeah come on. I, 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 yeah, I give, I give it, a, I give it a, I give it a, a, a one ten gallon hat out of six, just <laughs> w- w- with no sympathy for the for the. I, I'll say from my notes, uh, I can leave all the racism, and I'll take all the creepy coots looking through eye slots, but oh, the yeah. ratio of Clarence to eye slots just wasn't good for me. Yeah. No. Yeah. But, uh, you know, here's to you, uh, Blue Washington. You know, yep, man, it, it had to be hard in that time, a period in Hollywood. So yeah. you, d- you did your best with you can't even bullshit. Yeah. Uh, so everyone pour one out for Clarence Washington Brown. Mm-hmm. He gave his character a full-ass name. But uh, sure did. 
that is not it for this episode, believe it or not, because oh, this is our 20th shit. episode. So it's a brief geography quiz. We've, uh, this is a game we played just before you uh, joined, Pat. It's called uh, Was It Really West? This is where Amy so does will... terribly at geography. Right. And you can join in too, Pat. Here's how it's going to go. You can help me uh, You can help me judge how to uh, score it for A. Uh, so here's how it's going to work. Amy, you'll get one point for each you know, correct answer. Like, was this really filmed on location in the American West? Or, you know, the stated location. Uh, and then you get an extra point if you can determine uh, more accurately where. Okay. Mm. Okay. Uh, if, it's, if it's an American uh, location. Okay. Okay. Uh, so, uh, we'll start off with 2003's Open Range. I'm going to say that was in the American West. You would be incorrect. <laughs> where was that one? Canada. It's filmed in Alberta. Okay. <laughs> Twenty sixteen the duel. Shit. Um <laughs> no, way. no way that one was in the West. That had to be East. You are correct. Sweet, let me guess. Ooh. Uh East I'm gonna say that was like Alabama. You know, you're in the ballpark. That's Mississippi. Shit. Uh, that's worth half a point. I should get a point yep. for that. Yeah, I'm, you know, I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you two on that. Yes. Oh, I'm gonna oh, give me the full oh, two oh. on that. Sweet. The nice Fighting Fists of Shanghai Joe. Oh, come on now. Um, was that West? Shit, probably not. Was that in Spain? That was Spain. Yes. Oh, ding, 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 ding. <laughs> yes. Nice. That's nice. a twofer. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's a twofer. I don't think it was uh, in <laughs> nowhere, Texas. Exactly. Uh, let's see. Uh. Your favorite and mine, Black Jack. Oh, shit. Ah, that one was in Israel. I remember that because yes. we talked about that. Ding, 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 ding. Yes. Ding. All right. That's a twofer. All righty. Let's see. Johnny Guitar. Oh, shit. Johnny Guitar. Um, That movie was weird. Uh, <laughs> Those women hated <laughs> each other so much. Yeah, they couldn't just call it like... Two bitches be crazy. Two bitches fucking <laughs> eat each other. So we'll call it Johnny Guitar. Um, I'm gonna say yes. That was out west. Correct. Okay, I have to guess Whoa. where. I'm gonna say Nevada. It's Arizona. Shit. Mm. Take the Arizona. Mm. Uh, let's see. Red Sun. Red Sun. That was a good one. I liked that movie a lot. Uh, I'm going to say uh, that was out west. Nope. God damn it. Where the hell was that? That was uh, that was filmed in Spain. God damn it. I should have known. <laughs> if you meet Sartana, pray for your death. Oh, believe me, you will. But not for the reasons <laughs> you're thinking. Uh, <laughs> that had to be Spain. No, it was Italy. Damn it! Oh. <laughs> no. Uh, Charo. Ah, well, that was filmed on location in Arizona. Correct. Hey, ding, ding, ding. That's a twofer. Uh, let's see. Day of Anger. Ooh, Day of Anger. We just watched that. Uh, that was... Ah, that's got to be Italy or Spain. Spain? Spain. It was it was Spain. Yes. Hey! Yes. And finally, 
Haunted gold. Haunted gold. That had to be in the American West. I don't think they could afford to go to Spain or Italy. <laughs> yes, right. I'm going to say California. You are correct. It was filmed hey! in Hollywood, yes. California. Woo! So, Amy, out of a possible 20 points, you got 13. Hey, I think it's better hey, than last a... time. I think I got like yeah. five. Very Halloween number. Ooh, yeah. right. Ooh. Spooky. <laughs> So uh, that's that's it. Amy's somewhat better at geography, or she paid attention when we mentioned those filming locations before. <laughs> I don't know. I love it. I love uh, it. Well uh, done, Amy. Thank you. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. So uh, thank you all for joining us on this particularly spooky episode of Cow Punchers. Or Cow Romance, Cow Necromancers. I don't know, man. Oh, okay. that's bad. Oh, I was going to say cow. Ro- I was going to say cow romancers. Like we'll say that's that a different Valentine's show. Day. That's a way different show. <laughs> that is not uh, at all what I intended. Look, I'm not trying to kink uh, shame here, but I mean, yeah, ooh. I mean that's for a different audience. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, no, hey, no, no. You no, got to no, niche no. out. That's that's on my OnlyFans. <laughs> all right, I want to pay extra for the secret cow romancers <laughs> podcast. Uh, Check so out our OnlyFans. <laughs> <laughs> Check out our early fans. Oh. It's just pictures of fans. <laughs> we got oscillating fans. All kinds. We got box fans. Oh yeah. Industrial Woo. fans. Yeah. Induction you know, man, fans. Mm-hmm. Got some one fan pic- belts. And, then one, and one picture of John Wayne just tied up. Ooh. I, I mean, really? That? I mean, I think people would Shit. actually pay for that. Oh, that wait, what? Be worth it. <laughs> Yeah, just there's, there's like 30 pages of fans, and then just John Wayne tied up like it's some sort of bondage thing. That's where the money is. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> sound of money rubbing together. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but it's 1930, so we don't have any of that. So, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Let me rub my two wood pennies together. Right. <laughs> I gotta go home on a box car. Yeah. <laughs> go make some dandelion soup. Mm, boy, gonna make some wine out of my own piss. Yep. <laughs> hey, any port in a storm? Let's you know. I believe that's how young Lee Van Cleef survived the Great Depression by drinking his own pee wine. That's <laughs> why he got that sharp face. Yep, yep. <laughs> That'll do it. The reaction of every sip of pee wine is <gasps> right. Sharpens the features. Is this a thing? The whole thing. What? What? How did we get here? What? I'm on track. I'm talking about stars for other films. What are y'all talking about? (laughs) We've officially gone longer than the film. (laughs) (laughs) Take that, Haunted Gold. (laughs) You had more pee wine in the movie. You could have got to 59 minutes. Oh, shit. Oh, God. Okay. okay. And on that note, I am, as always, your your your, your, your grave, your pallbearer, and I'm your, Stu Kaufman. And I'm your grave digger, Amy McLeod. <laughs> and I'm your P-Wine sommelier, Pat Jarrett. <laughs> y'all, y'all watch yourselves out there on the trail. Yeah! <laughs> Oh, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>